I'm so excited for this episode. Like, I don't even want to intro it. Like, I just want to get into it. I don't know why I'm so excited, but I'm so excited. I'm not introing this. We're just getting right into it. Buckle your seatbelt. Like, we are not wasting any time. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Today we're playing a little game called Overrated versus Underrated, where basically I had you guys tweet things at me, like anything, pop culture related, fashion related, food related, fashion related, whatever it may be. And basically I'm going to discuss why I think something is... Uh. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to discuss whether I think something's underrated, overrated, or justified, meaning that like its level of praise is justified. It makes sense and it's accurate. Um, overrated meaning too many people are obsessed with it and it's just not worth the hype and underrated meaning more people need to be fucking with this stuff because it's good. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that don't don't get mad at me if we disagree on something. Listen, that's a part of being human. And that's one of the beautiful things about the human experience is that you're going to agree and disagree with people in life. And that's a beautiful thing. Disagreement is very healthy. So if you think that something I say is overrated is underrated, perfect. That's a good thing. It's, it's not good to agree on everything. You know what I mean? You don't want to agree on everything in life. It makes life very boring. It's good to have a little healthy debate every once in a while. And if you disagree with me heavily and you want to absolutely destroy me and bully me about it, the Twitter is at AG Podcast and you can definitely go do that. Uh, but don't be too mean to me though because I, I might get my feelings hurt if you are a little bit too mean to me. But a little healthy debate never hurt anybody. So, you know, just be tasteful. Anyway, let's get into it. All right, starting out, we have 
college and the pressure of getting a degree. So I'm going to say that this is overrated, but I'm going to elaborate because I think that this could be misconstrued. I think that the idea of college and getting a degree and it being mandatory is overrated because in today's age, not only can you educate yourself and teach yourself things without college in a way that was never possible before, but also I think that there's a lot more opportunities for jobs now that don't necessarily require a degree. Whereas, you know, in the past, I think a degree has been much more important. Whereas now, I I feel that in a lot of professions, you know, it's less about your degree and it's more about your capability, like, you know, and your knowledge in general, right? If you can prove to an employer that you're self-taught in some area and you can prove that to them, that might be equally as powerful as having a college degree. Now that does not apply to every job, okay? Like that definitely does not apply to anything in the medical field or, you know, anything in like the engineering field. You know, there's a lot of different fields where a college education and a college degree is necessary and makes complete sense, right? But a good example of a profession where a degree may not be necessary would be maybe something um, in the cooking realm. Like let's say you are a self-taught chef and you have watched endless videos online and you know, you've practiced cooking so much that you're actually a really talented chef without even a degree. And you know about you know, all the different techniques and all the ins and the outs of cooking. And so you would be just as useful of a chef at a restaurant as somebody who went to culinary school for a few years because you've done so much extensive research on your own. You don't need a degree for that, you know, because you've really taught yourself everything that there is to know just using the internet. That's absolutely possible. So I think that the idea and concept that you need to go to college and get a degree in order to succeed in life is completely overrated. I think that college is necessary for some people, but I think that the idea that it's the end all be all is completely overrated. Next, somebody said instrumental music, underrated, completely underrated. I love instrumental music. <laughs> like it is so great. It's perfect for, you know, getting your chores done um, it's perfect for when you're working on something creative, just having a little hum of instrumental music in the background of whatever you're doing is great and completely underrated. People, including myself, forget how great it is. And uh, yeah, I, I think that more people need to be listening to instrumental music. And I also think that instrumental music really showcases the beauty of instruments in music. And I know that that sounds like obvious and stupid, but a lot of times what we're paying attention to in a song is mainly the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Um, and obviously the instrumental part of every song is very important, but I think that 
usually our brains are most focused on the lyrics, but when you're listening to something instrumental, you really get to enjoy the instrumental part. Okay. Does that, I mean, I know that sounds obvious, but it's, you know, it can be really enjoyable. Next, somebody said fast foods. I'm going to say overrated. And here's why. Listen, fast food is so yummy and so convenient and so cheap and can be really fun. But the reason why I think it's overrated is because, uh, number one, you know, the quality of ingredients in fast food is just obviously awful. Okay. And after you eat a meal that's fast food, you're never like satisfied in like the same way as if you maybe make yourself a home cooked meal for a very similar price. You know what I mean? Obviously there's a little bit more effort there, but like you can make a meal for yourself at home for the same price as fast food and the ingredients are probably going to be a little bit better and you're probably going to feel a lot better afterwards. Like when I eat fast food afterwards, I feel sick. Like I don't feel good. You know what I mean? I feel, well, I get a stomach ache, you know, like I feel slow. I feel weirdly not properly full. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, I'm always like, eh, I don't feel like that like satiated me. I don't feel full. I don't feel like good right now, you know? And so I don't know. And that's just generally how I feel after I eat fast food. Obviously like, you know, it's not always that way, but generally it just doesn't like fuel me right. It just doesn't. And that's the point of, you know, food is, is for enjoying yourself, but also to like, you know, keep things moving and, and, and to support your body, brain, soul, all of it. And so like fast food for me just like doesn't do that. And I think it's overrated because, you know, you actually can make a meal for yourself at home for the same price if you wanted to. Um, that would, you know, probably be more nutritious and more satiating and more um, quality. But listen, like also fast food is delicious and if you want to go and get a fast food meal here and there fuck yeah rock on but I'm just saying like it's a little bit overrated because I feel like it doesn't it doesn't love it, it doesn't make you feel good you know what I mean and like that sucks listen I wish that you could go to a fast food restaurant and eat food that made you feel good afterwards but like you know what I mean like I wish that was the case but it's just not and that sucks and, you know, you should feel like energized and ready for life after you eat a meal. And like after you eat, you know, fast food, you don't feel like that. And that sucks. But also like sometimes it's fun and it's important to, you know, like enjoy things that may not necessarily <laughs> make you feel alive and great afterwards. Like sometimes you you want to do that and that's fine. But like generally, you know, overrated. Somebody said, putting sad music on while you're already sad to further your sadness. I think this is underrated. I think a lot of people are like, ah, like I'm in a bad mood. Like I need to listen to some shit that'll pump me up. Sometimes that makes me feel worse because 
when you're sad, you're sad, right? Like you're in that spot and it's not something you can just turn off. If we could all turn off sadness, we would, you know, we'd never be sad again, right? You can't just turn it off. And so sometimes leaning into it and, you know, putting on some sad music and letting yourself cry will actually help you get through it quicker. Whereas if you put on happy music or, you know, you try to just like change your tune too quickly, it might actually make it worse because then you're not being honest with yourself and you're not being honest with your emotions and you're trying to cover it up. I think leaning into sadness when you're sad can actually help make you less sad. You know what I mean? And so, cause it, it's like when you lean into it and you work through an emotion and you don't push it away, that's how you work through something is to feel it and to experience it and to get through it you know, rather than going around it, right? Somebody said iPhones. I think iPhones are justified. Like, I think they're not overrated or underrated. I think that iPhones, I'm sorry. I will never have another phone. Unless something crazy comes out that just absolutely disrupts the whole system in a crazy, insane way. Like, iPhones are incredible. And yeah, they're annoying sometimes, because, you know, they like aren't perfect always. Like sometimes they don't function properly or like, you know, the screen breaks easily, like whatever. There's definitely flaws with it for sure. But I also think that iPhones are the most incredible invention of at least my life so far. It's completely changed everything about technology and the way that we connect with one another and always I think iPhones are completely justified you know what I mean I I really do and I think that they're pretty incredible if you really think about it do I sometimes wish I had a flip phone yes once a week but at the same time what the iPhone is capable of and how it's changed the way that we live is pretty you know spectacular somebody said long fake nails I'm going to say overrated and this is coming from somebody who loves a crazy manicure like I've always loved having fake nails I've had fake nails on and off since I was in eighth grade you know like I've been into this for a very long time and for me having fake nails makes me feel weirdly more confident for some reason. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I don't really put a lot of effort necessarily into like putting makeup on every day or doing my hair every day, but I do have the energy to go and get my nails done once a month or every few weeks. And having my nails done makes me feel put together. So like, even when my hair is not done and my makeup's not done and my outfit is shitty, I still feel good about myself because I have my nails done. I don't know why that is, but it like makes me feel put together. And I also like how they look and I like how they make my hands look. But I think that really long fake nails are overrated because of how they affect your day-to-day -day life. When I have really long nails, my day-to-day -day life is f 500 times more challenging. And it sounds so fucking stupid, but it's so true. You know, I have a booger in my nose. Good luck getting that thing out. It's time to wipe my ass. 
after I, that's 10 times more difficult. You know, I'm trying to pay for parking in one of the parking meters. My card gets stuck and I can't pull it out because my nails are too long. Um, I'm trying to open a can. Impossible with long nails. One of the nails breaks. Now my whole manicure looks like a fucking train wreck. You know what I'm saying? It's so much work. It's so much upkeep. And they really get in the way of your efficiency in your day-to-day life. So honestly, I would say long, long nails are overrated. At the same time, do I think that they're gorgeous? Yes. But I just think that in day-to-day life, they're very, very annoying and very unnecessary. Nowadays, when I get my nails done, I get them a lot shorter. I mean, they're still definitely long, but not like super long, you know? And this is like, I'm, I'm at a happy place. I get like maybe a centimeter of a tip on my nails. And so they're just like maybe a centimeter longer than they would be if they were my natural nails. And they don't really get in the way and they don't really break as often because they're not as brittle. And it's great. Um, I used to get my nails so long and it was like out of control. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that I stopped doing that because genuinely my day-to-day life has become easier. (laughs) So it's food for thought. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone, but talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Somebody said cycling classes. You know what? I'm going to just say workout classes in general. I think that workout classes in general are actually underrated. And, And that might sound crazy because... Workout classes are very popular, but I think that the general public opinion of workout classes is that they're overrated, which makes people not want to go to them. When in reality, I think that they're kind of underrated. And here's why. 
I love workout classes. I go to them all the time. It's my favorite way to work out. And the reason for that is that number one, there's a community element to it. You know what I'm saying? You get to be around people while you're doing this workout and it's a little bit social. You know, you get to talk to people and you get to struggle through the workout with other people. It's kind of a bonding experience. It's kind of sweet. And there's something motivating about having other people around you. For me personally, I get a little bit competitive in my own head. Like when I used to do Soul Cycle all the time, I would literally compete mentally, like in the back of my head, I was competing a little bit with the person next to me. And it wasn't in any hostile way. It wasn't also that serious. But like I wanted to perform as well as them right? And that made me work out harder, but it also made it more fun. Having a little competition element in the back of your head makes you a little bit more motivated and it makes you get more out of your workout, at least for me. The other thing is like, I've met really cool people at workout classes, like genuinely, I, whether it's the people at the front desk or, you know, other people that take classes often, you know, and you see them all the time, you can meet really cool people. And it's also the perfect kind of friendship because it's like, Okay, I see you a few times a week at this workout class, but outside of the workout class, we have our own lives. And that's my favorite type of friendship when it's like we hang out when we're doing something together that we would be doing anyway, but then after that, we're strangers. And it's kind of great. Like, I love friendships like that. They're super low maintenance, very easy to manage, and low stakes high reward. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just the best type of friendship. My last point about workout classes is that I think a lot of people think that they're kind of gimmicky. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of, they're kind of basic. They're kind of like weirdly, there's something about it that screams conceited. Like if you take workout classes that you're conceited, I don't know why that is. I don't know why they have that stigma around them. I mean, I kind of get it because I think it does attract a certain type of person to a certain extent uh, sometimes. But I, I that hasn't really been my experience. I mean, I take these workout classes in L.A. And yeah, you know, you're going to get you're going to get the mom that is a bitch and that bases their identity around the fact that they go to these workout classes you're going to get that it's inevitable but you're also going to get people that are just trying to get their daily sweat in you know what I mean so that they can feel good and release some endorphins as well just like some normal people that just want to work out it's not all these like conceited narcissistic you know bitchy people there's actually a lot of cool people that take workout classes too So that was my long-winded workout class answer. But I'm a big workout class fan. I really like them and I've always liked them. Somebody said Ugg boots. Ugg boots are underrated. Everybody hates on them. I wear them all the time. About a week ago, I was home in San Francisco and I wore my Ugg boots the entire trip. I brought probably three pairs of shoes and the only shoes I actually wore were the Ugg boots. I love Ugg boots. Here's what I like about them. They're comfortable. They feel like slippers. They're weirdly cute to me. Okay, call me crazy, but I don't think that they're ugly. I don't think that they're that ugly. 
I think that it, you can actually style Ugg boots in a way that makes them cute. And people might think that I'm crazy for saying this, but I think that if you wear them tastefully, they can literally be stylish. I don't think that they're like just completely ugly and chuggy or whatever that word is. Like, I think that they actually have potential to be cute. Um, especially in the winter time, you know what I mean? Like leaning into it, have fun with it. Wear Ugg boots with jeans, you know, and like a cute sweater and like it, it, it can work. It can truly work. And the comfort of Ugg boots is just unmatched. I mean, there's not a more comfortable shoe out there. There just simply isn't. And they're so easy to get on and off of your foot. I mean, listen, I'm I'm here for it. I love it. I love Ugg boots and, you know, people give me shit about it all the time. I don't care. Underrated. Under fucking rated. The way that I used to wear Ugg boots when I was in middle school was definitely not cute, you know? I would wear the knee-high Ugg boots with leggings to school like every single day. And I'm not going to lie, like that look was not cute. Um I'm not a fan of that. But like the cute little short Ugg boots that I have now are so cute and so versatile and can actually be made to be cute in my opinion. Um, And I will be wearing them possibly for the rest of my life and I will never apologize for it. Somebody said pumpkin spice lattes. I think that pumpkin spice lattes are overrated. I haven't had one in probably two years, but I just really don't think that they're that great. And the thing about pumpkin spice is that I honestly would just rather have cinnamon. Instead of going the pumpkin spice latte route, I would so much rather get just a normal latte and then sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top. And then every time I take a sip, I get a little whiff of cinnamon and a little taste of cinnamon. I would so much rather that than a pumpkin spice latte because there's something about pumpkin spice lattes that are not refreshing. Like they, they feel very dense and like the flavor is very heavy and coffee, although it is a very rich flavor, there is still something very refreshing about coffee and the flavor of it. But when you add pumpkin spice, it just gets so heavy and cloudy and just like not good. Whereas adding a little sprinkle of cinnamon you know, or even adding a little vanilla syrup to a latte, like that is so much better to me. Um, I'm just not a big fan of pumpkin spice in coffee. I just think it's kind of gross. It just, weirdly, it tastes like a sock to me, you know, and it kind of hides the coffee flavor as well. Listen, I know I'm sounding like an absolute snob about coffee right now, but I kind of want to taste a little bit of that sharp coffee flavor when I'm having a coffee drink and like pumpkin spice just covers it up in this way that makes it taste like a sock. And that's where I stand on that. Somebody said self-education is underrated, like signing up for a free online course by top universities. It helps with actually learning something you're genuinely interested in without actually having to go to college. Completely agree. And this totally touches on what I was talking about earlier, how getting a traditional college degree and showing up to class every single day, you know what I mean, is just not as necessary as it used to be. You can take courses online. You can teach yourself everything you need to know about a profession online. 
You do not need to show up to a brick and mortar school every single day in order to learn anymore. It's just not necessary. The internet has so many resources and you can get a degree online as well. You know, like you could fully get a degree online. Not only can you learn stuff for your own well-being or for your own passion online with no strings attached for free, but you could also get a degree online for far cheaper than going to school. Um, And that's not to say that going to school is completely pointless because at the same time, there are so many people that want to go and have a college experience because there's a lot of experiences to be experienced at college. And that is totally great too. You know what I mean? But if you're not somebody who is going to benefit from that, then, you know, there's kind of no point, you know, if that's not something that's going to enrich your life and, and be fun for you, then there are so many different options and it's so dumb that they're not always respected in the same way. I think that's so fucking stupid and we're evolving as a world and the school system is evolving and there are so many more options now than there ever have been before. And education should be about what works best for the person and not about how impressive it is on paper. The stigma around education is so stupid because it's not even about how much you know anymore. It's about how impressive something looks, right? And how prestigious something looks. And that's so stupid because the whole point of education is to learn stuff. It shouldn't be about bragging rights. It's so dumb to me. It makes me fucking pissed off. It makes me also pissed off because it's a deep cut for me. Like I used to be that kid that was like obsessed with going to a prestigious college for bragging rights. You know what I mean? I didn't care about learning. My goal in high school was to go to a good college for bragging rights. And now I'm able to admit that because it's in my past. But in the moment, I was like, no, I want a good education. No, I didn't. I didn't care. If I wanted a good education, I wouldn't have been half as stressed out as I was because I was stressed out at school, working my ass off so that I could have bragging rights at a prestigious college. I wasn't really that concerned about getting a good education. That wasn't my main concern. Because if that was my main concern, I would have never even been concerned because there are infinite resources for learning nowadays more than there's ever been before so if my main concern was that i would have had nothing to worry about because the opportunities to learn are endless and there are so many resources it's like overwhelming how many all right somebody said having a designer handbag i've been saving up for one but is it worth it i think that having you know designer or luxury goods is not underrated or overrated I think that it's justified because for me personally you know I have like a a designer bag that I use every single day and I love it and I actually I spent my own money on it actually and I love it you know I love it it's special to me because you know I spent my own money on it right and It was a little bit pricey, so it was like something that took some more thought, and I waited and made sure that it was the one that I wanted before I got it. You know what I mean? Like, thought went into it, and I think that there's something to be said for that. I 
I, I think that that's special. And I also think that designer handbags are really good quality in a way that maybe like a purse from H&M might not have that level of quality, which is exactly how it should be. You know what I mean? Like a more affordable bag, uh, may do its job, you know, for like a year or so, but it might start falling apart and stuff like that. And the color might start to fade and, you know, it it might not last as long, whereas a designer bag is going to last you a long time. I mean, the bag that I bought was actually vintage, so it's already been worn a bunch. Um, and it's still in amazing quality. It's still in amazing condition. It's, it's great quality. You know what I mean? And that's a great thing. But at the same time, with a designer bag, yes, there is good quality, but you are also paying for the brand name. And like, for some people, that's just stupid and that's just not important. And in that scenario, it's like, don't go there. Like, you don't need to go there. You can get a great high quality bag that's the same quality as the luxury bag, but just maybe doesn't have the brand name on it, right? And that could be the perfect thing for you, right? It's going to last forever, but it also doesn't have that extra $500 tacked on because it's a designer bag. But if, you know, if you enjoy a brand and you enjoy a designer and you're going to appreciate this bag, you know, I don't think that it's stupid or a waste of money or anything like that to treat yourself a little bit and save up for something like that. Like, I just, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that it's justified, but I also think it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? I don't think it's necessary to have a designer bag, but I think that it's not overrated. I think a lot of people will be like overrated, but I think that there's something to be said for being a fan of a brand and wanting to own a piece from them and also you know, putting a lot of thought and time into picking the perfect nice bag that's going to last you forever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that's overrated. I think that that's something that brings people joy genuinely. Like for me, it took me a really long time to appreciate bags and stuff like that. I really didn't get it growing up. It just made no sense to me. But now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, you know what? I totally get it because I use a purse every day now and like I want it to be something that I really like and that I feel like is something that makes me smile like it's that simple and so I think having a surplus of bags is maybe unnecessary and overrated like I don't think that you need to have you know okay like for example you see all these celebrities and they have these closets with like 500 you know luxury bags like that to me is very unnecessary i think that that's overkill I think that's overrated but I think that having like one really nice bag that you love and that you use every day from a brand that you really appreciate and admire I think that that's great I think that's justified somebody said plaid plaid is justified I I love plaid I think it's possibly the most timeless pattern that exists it will never go out of style. It will always have a cool vibe to it. Like always. I, I've always loved plaid. I mean, like one of the first patterns that I was attracted to 
when I started getting into clothes was plaid. I was like, every time I saw plaid, I was like, yes. And like to this day, I still feel that way. Like I love plaid and I really do think that it's timeless. And I think that the love for plaid is justified. Do I think that there are ways that plaid is used that's maybe a little bit overrated? Sure. But I think that if we're just looking at plaid as what it is, it's justified. And I think that plaid is just great and beautiful, really. Somebody said energy drinks. I think energy drinks are overrated because... You know, like I actually use energy drinks. I I drink an energy drink called Celsius sometimes before I work out if I'm feeling a little bit tired and I want a little caffeine boost. But I don't like using them because here, okay, here's the thing about energy drinks that I think is overrated. Like number one, they're normally filled with weird chemicals and stuff. And and that is just like scary to me. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is in here? It can't be good for you long term, right? Like there's, it's just definitely scary. Like, I don't know. Um, But also, I feel like you can get caffeine from such better sources. Like that's why I think that energy drinks are overrated because I'd so much rather have a green tea, have a matcha, have a coffee. That's like a much purer form of caffeine that doesn't have all the added weird scary chemicals that energy drinks have. Like some energy drinks have some shit in there where I'm like, there's just, that's so scary. You know what I mean? Like what is that? And what is that doing to my body? Like I don't like that. So I think that they're overrated in the sense that like you could get caffeine from possibly a more enjoyable and a less suspicious source, you know? But at the same time, sometimes you need an energy drink. Like sometimes, you know, when I'm on a road trip or something, sometimes I need to go into the gas station and get a Red Bull and that's just what it is, you know? They're necessary sometimes. But on a frequent basis, I would say they're overrated because, you know, find a coffee drink that you like. Find a matcha drink that you like. Find a tea drink that you like that, you know, you're going to enjoy even more that has more naturally occurring caffeine in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's much better. I get so wired and anxious from energy drinks, whereas from coffee, I feel like I don't. And I mean, I have a pretty high caffeine tolerance. So I know that there's some people out there that can't even handle the caffeine from coffee. I get it. I can't relate because my caffeine tolerance is insane. But like energy drinks get me wired in a way that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm like, why am I shaking a little bit after drinking this Red Bull? That's worrisome. Overrated. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Colgate Optic White. Their overnight whitening pen gives you visibly whiter teeth in just seven days when used as directed. 
Just popping the pen into your night routine will have you waking up with that perfect teeth vibe without even trying. I drink a lot of coffee. I drink a little bit of red wine. Listen, my teeth are stained a little bit, okay? And so little tools and tricks that I can add into my routine that make me feel more confident really help in front of the camera and just in my normal life. It's a great way to give yourself an extra confidence boost and live life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Somebody said baked oats. Okay, so baked oats were this trend where basically you'd take oats and mix it with some liquid ingredients. I don't know if there was egg in it or I think there was egg in it in like milk and, you know, some sort of flavoring, whether it's like maple syrup or, you know, protein powder or sugar or whatever. And then you mix it all together and then you put it in the oven and then you basically have like hot baked oats. Okay. I think that baked oats are overrated because although they're delicious, I just don't really get what they are. Like if you really think about it, it's kind of just like a slightly more wet muffin. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, what is it really? But at the same time, they are really delicious. So I don't know, maybe it's justified. It's just to me, they've always been kind of bizarre because I'm like, is this a muffin? Like, I'd rather almost make like um, an oatmeal bread, like an oatmeal, you know, quick bread, like an oatmeal loaf, right? Um, that has similar ingredients in a similar flavor profile, but is just like baked all the way through rather than having baked oats, which are kind of like a weirdly underbaked muffin vibe. I do love, I think overnight oats are underrated. I know a lot of people make them, but I still think that they're underrated. I literally had them for breakfast this morning and they're just so good. Cold oatmeal is so fucking delicious. I don't know why. I actually prefer it over warm oatmeal, which is crazy because cold oatmeal sounds kind of gross, but it's such a refreshing breakfast. It's so fucking good. I mean, warm oats are great too, but like Overnight oats are so good. And baked oats are just confusing to me. The concept doesn't make sense to me. They're, I don't know. It's just weird. Somebody said tennis skirts. <sighs> I think the tennis skirts are really overrated, but it kind of makes me sad because I still love them. You know, like they're very cute. And they really do their job right. You know what I mean? Tennis skirts are so good at what they do best, which is taking an outfit from boring to preppy, you know? They do that so well. Let's say you were to look at two people, right? One person is wearing a pair of jeans, a pair of tennis shoes, and a sweater. And then person number two is wearing a sweater, a pair of tennis shoes, and a tennis skirt. Outfit number two, the outfit with the tennis skirt is going to be giving this preppy vibe that the outfit with the jeans just can't give, you know? And so for that, I appreciate tennis skirts, but I do think that they're very overrated. I think they've been, you know, worn so much within the past few years that I think that they kind of have lost their sparkle a little bit, but I still love them. You know, I still think tennis skirts are really cute. I, and I think that even though they might be overrated, I'm still going to wear them occasionally and I'm still going to appreciate them for what they are. That's the thing. I should mention this now. Like, just because something's overrated doesn't mean that 
you can't still enjoy it right like if you like something even if it's overrated who gives a fuck like me hating on baked oats just now baked oats are delicious okay yes they're overrated and they don't really make a lot of sense but they're still really tasty so like who cares you know you can still enjoy something that's overrated same thing with like fast food like yes I said fast food is overrated but like it's still delicious and it's still fun so like if you want to enjoy it enjoy it but we can't ignore the fact that these things are overrated, right? Somebody said hookup culture. I think hookup culture is overrated for so many reasons. Now, this is not to shame people or to judge people who enjoy, you know, hookup culture and participate in it fully. I have no judgment. I will never, ever shame someone or judge someone for wanting to do that because that is everybody like as an individual that's your prerogative you know and everybody's different and so how you decide to you know hook up with people is so your business and so nobody else's business okay period end of story judging people for how they decide to date or meet people or interact with people that they're attracted to like the that whole thing has nothing to do with anybody else but you um and I think it's kind of unfair sometimes to tell your friend who's maybe having a little hookup phase and they're hooking up with a lot of people like telling them like you need to slow down that's not necessarily your place you know what I mean there's obviously scenarios when someone's kind of out of control and maybe they're being unsafe where stepping in is necessary but otherwise I don't think so you know or if somebody that you're close to is talking to people and hooking up with people that are really toxic, right? And are like destroying their mental health, you know, like making them just a mess. Then it maybe you, you know, you might want to step in and be like, you need to not do that because that's, you're, it, you're hurting yourself here, right? Yes, there are moments when it's necessary to step in, but generally it's nobody's business. With that being said, I do think that hookup culture is overrated because I think that a lot of people think that you have to participate in hookup culture or else you are missing out on something or you're boring or you're not putting yourself out there enough and you're not getting enough experience and you're going to be unexperienced if you don't participate in hookup culture and you're never going to meet somebody if you don't participate in it. Like there's all this, you know, pressure to participate in it. And I don't think that that's true. You know, I think that hookup culture has a lot of cons to it you know, that make it not ideal. Um, For example, sometimes participating in, in hookup culture can make you slightly desensitized to love and affection in a way, you know, because you are constantly being affectionate with people that are kind of strangers to you and it can kind of make your feelings of affection feel less special right that can happen to some people it it, not everybody but for some people that can happen uh for some people it makes them uncomfortable and it makes them feel like they're spread too thin you know and that they 
are not being genuine with themselves and honest with themselves and that they're kind of just playing with their own heart, you know, and that's not good, right? It just doesn't work for everybody. And the pressure to participate is so unnecessary because you do not need to participate in anything within that realm that you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this weird pressure by society to like constantly have somebody to like go hook up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so fucking weird. Like, there's nothing wrong with having like a phase of your life where you're just not thinking about that. And that's not on the forefront of your mind. And you don't have anybody you're interested in and you're just kind of doing your own thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, there's this weird culture around constantly being like sexually active. Like, why the fuck? It's so weird. Like, I always felt so bad about myself, you know, when I would be single because I would be like, I'm not doing anything. I'm talking to no one, you know, like, and it would make me feel like a loser. You know, I was like, ah, like. I feel like I'm failing because I'm single and I'm not really taking any strides to changing that. I'm just remaining single and remaining completely by myself without even like trying to find potential options. Like I'm just literally doing my own thing here and I would feel kind of guilty about it. I'd be like, I need to be more proactive. I need to be like putting myself out there or else I'm literally going to die alone. That's not the fucking truth. Like, you don't need to be constantly searching for someone 24-7 or constantly pursuing people 24-7. That's completely unnecessary. If you want to do that, great. Do it. If you have the energy and that sounds fun to you and you're doing it in a way that's good for your mind, body, and soul and you're just doing it for fun and enjoying yourself, by all means, get in there. Have fun. The pressure to participate in hookup culture when you don't even want to, that's what's overrated to me. Somebody said loafers. I think loafers are justified. Loafers are a very trendy shoe right now. Um, they're very popular. But I do think that what it, when you really boil it down, loafers are a timeless shoe. They're a timeless shoe. They're never going to go away. Um, and they're very effective. You know what I mean? They're simple enough to a point where I don't think that they're ever going to go out of style because they're such a simple and reliable shoe to have in your closet. And they've just been a staple shoe throughout time. Um, so I think that the hype around loafers are justified because they're not going anywhere and they're just overall a great shoe. And you can't argue that. Somebody said cooking your own food instead of ordering in. I would say that this is underrated because I always used to be like, ah, I live alone, you know, and I'm kind of lazy. I'm not going to cook for myself. Uh, I'm going to order in because number one, when it comes to cost, I'm probably breaking even and I don't have the energy to cook anyway. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm too lazy. Actually, it's not that I didn't have the energy to do it. It's just that I didn't want to have the energy to do it. So I was choosing to like, you know, I, I totally had time 
and energy if I wanted to find it within me. You know what I mean? Um, so I would make excuses for ordering food when I really didn't have any excuses. Like I had the time uh, to cook my own food and I just was simply being lazy and choosing to be lazy. Now that's just for me. Like for some people who have crazy, you know, hours with their job or with school, the last thing you want to do at the end of the day is cook as you should order in baby enjoy it like for some people ordering food is justified and it makes complete sense because you know it's quick it's efficient um depending on where you're ordering from it can be cost effective like I totally get it I think that for some people it can be completely justified and necessary but I do think that there's a lot of us who could be making our own food and have the time to do it, but just don't want to because it's so much easier not to. And for people like that, I would say that cooking is underrated because cooking for me recently has become extremely therapeutic for one it's such a therapeutic meditative thing to do um you know it gets you off your ass for a little bit right and it gets you moving around in the kitchen it gets your brain moving you know you have to problem solve you have to be methodical with it it's a really great thing for your brain and also I used to think that buying groceries and stuff wasn't cost effective if you live alone you know I was always like oh it doesn't really make a difference like buying groceries for yourself versus like buying every meal from a restaurant like it's probably breaking even not at all not at all that's not true now that I cook pretty much every meal for myself I mean I've saved so much money because let's say something like a bowl of oatmeal with fruit if you were to go to a coffee shop for that and pick that up it would probably cost seven bucks whereas making that at home takes maybe five minutes and costs maybe a dollar maybe right like buying a pound of oatmeal costs maybe ten dollars and it'll take you a pretty decent amount of time to get through that You see what I mean? So I think that cooking at home is underrated. And if you have the time to do it, and the only reason why you're not doing it is just because you're lazy, which listen, no, nothing wrong with being lazy. I'm lazy all the fucking time. Okay. I'm not hating on anybody and being lazy. It's not an insult. Like we want to be lazy sometimes. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that if, you know, the only reason why you're not doing it is because you just don't feel like it, give it a try. You know, it's really, it's actually a great activity for your brain. Um, It's a lot more cost effective and you might end up really enjoying it. The other thing is, you know, when you put your heart and soul into something that you cook, there's something special about that and something really rewarding about that emotionally. And I can't explain why, but putting some elbow grease into the food that you eat, it feels good. You know what I mean? Because 
you're proud of it. And then, you know, it, it, sometimes it can even make it taste better for some reason because you're like, ooh, you know, I put my heart into this, right? Somebody said cropped clothing. I think cropped clothing is justified because I hate when I'm wearing a shirt and it's too long and it's all bunched up and not flattering. I hate that. And I'm about 5'5". Five five. And so for me, like a cropped shirt is not even usually that cropped. Like I'll buy a cropped shirt and then it usually just hits perfectly at my waist. I think that cropped clothing, if done tastefully and, you know, in a way that's thoughtfully done like I think cropped clothing is great and I think it's something that like again I don't think that's going anywhere like I don't mean like cropped like super cropped I I just mean you know not necessarily a normal length shirt like a normal length shirt usually hits at about the bottom of your hip bone right that's what I would consider to be like a normal length shirt whereas something cropped I would consider to be right below belly button and above. That's what I consider cropped. Um, And I think that cropped pieces can really work in an outfit so much better sometimes and make things less uncomfortable. Like I don't like having bunchy fabric when I'm wearing like a long shirt. You know, that can piss me off. Um, I love a good cropped shirt I think it's great um so I think justified somebody said midnight snacks underrated because sometimes I cannot sleep and I'm like why can't I sleep and then I go take a pee and then I get back into bed and I'm like all right something's still not working like I'm not able to fall asleep I go into my kitchen I have a little midnight snack boom I'm asleep sometimes that's just what the doctor ordered sometimes that's just what you need to go to bed And I do think that midnight snacks can be a little bit frustrating because usually, you know, it means that you're eating after you brush your teeth for the night. Listen, life goes on. Swish your mouth with a little bit of mouthwash and then just go to bed. Midnight snacks are great. My favorite midnight snack is either a piece of toast with butter. That's it. Simple. Or a bowl of cereal. Th- those are the only, like that is, if, if I want a midnight snack, that's what it's going to be. I don't know what it is about those two foods, but like that is like the midnight snack end of story. Because they're easy to make, but they're so fucking good anyway. Like they're so good. Like a piece of toast with butter is just, I'm sorry, people can say what they want. It's like one of the best foods on the planet. Same thing with cereal. I'm sorry. Cereal is so fucking good. And it tastes way better at midnight too. Somebody said Nike Air Forces. I think that Nike Air Forces are definitely a little bit overrated. Actually, they're a lot a bit overrated. If you don't know what shoe I'm talking about, think of a white chunky sneaker with a Nike logo on it. That is an Air Force One. I I would be very surprised if you didn't know what they were. Like they're so popular. 
I used to be obsessed with them. I would wear them every day. And listen, they're a great shoe. Like, yes, they're overrated because they're just everybody wears them and they're so incredibly popular that it would be they're just the definition of overrated. They're still an incredible shoe. They're so comfortable. They're a very cool looking shoe. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are a great shoe, but they're just they're just a little bit overrated because so many people have them and they're so incredibly popular that again, they've kind of lost their sparkle a little bit. They're overrated, but they're still a great shoe and I like I'm never, you know, if I see somebody out and about wearing a pair of Air Force Ones, I'm not like, oh, those are overrated. That person sucks. I'm just like, you know, it just almost blends in. Like Air Force Ones are so popular that you don't even notice when someone's wearing them because they're just like, you're like, everybody's blind to them at this point because they're so incredibly popular. Somebody said the idea of the perfect teenage experience, so fucking overrated. It's unbelievable. I don't know what, like, I don't know who the fuck came up with the narrative that high school and your teen years are the best years of your life. Absolutely not. I was not living my best life when I was a teenager. I'm only 20. You know, I'm still like kind of in that world a little bit. Even now I'm kind of coming out of it. But my teenage years were a mess. Like, my emotions were all over the place. I was so insecure. I had no real grasp on my identity. I was trying to figure it out. And that process is so uncomfortable. And the friends that you make in your teen years aren't always the best. You know what I mean? Like, I hated being a teenager. And I think that the best is yet to come. And I don't think that there should be any expectation about how your teen years end up being because I think that it's so different for everybody. Some people have the best teen years ever and they just live their best life in this blissful ignorance and it's beautiful. But some people don't have that and I I was one of them. Like my teen years were fucking awful. I hated high school. I didn't really make necessarily the best friends, right? Um, I was really insecure and my brain was not in a great spot like my anxiety and depression got really bad in my teen years you know like it was not fun period end of story you know for me I think that my moment of bliss is going to come later in my life when things really get more simple some people's simple years of life are in their high school teen years you know what I mean and that's great too everybody has their moment of bliss you know what I mean Everybody reaches that point at a different point. And so I think that having an expectation about how your teen years are supposed to be is kind of setting yourself up for failure because even somebody who had an incredible teenage experience still probably had some really shitty moments. And I think that putting this pressure on one time of your life really puts you inside of a box you know whereas like I think that you should look at life in a bigger picture you know what I mean and be like throughout all the years of my life there are going to be ups and downs and I don't need to put pressure on one 
chunk of my life to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just unrealistic. And I think that actually the pressure on teenagers to live their best life actually makes their life more miserable because when you're living life with this expectation and with this pressure to make the most of something, it ends up psyching you out to a point where you can't even enjoy yourself anyway. Somebody said festivals. I think festivals are overrated. I'm talking about music festivals particularly. I think that they're a little bit overrated because I think that the expectation for music festivals is very high and the actual experience itself is probably not going to live up to that expectation. But I, I still really do enjoy music festivals. And the reason why I like them is because it's like a fun, fully immersive event. You know what I mean? Like for three days, you are going to this festival every single day and you're seeing music and you're hanging out with people, you're meeting new people. And it's like you get to kind of disappear into this world for a few days that is out of your norm. And that's really fun. Um, and on top of that, you get to see great music. Um, and it's, it's really fun. But, you know, I think that going into a festival, you have all these expectations. You're like, oh my God, you know, it's going to be so fun. And uh, I'm never going to get tired and my feet aren't going to start hurting. And I'm going to get to see every artist that I want to see. When in reality, that's not the case. You know what I mean? Going to a music festival is very fun, but it's also extremely exhausting. It takes a huge toll on your body. You're exhausted by the end of it. You're usually sick. I get sick after every music festival I go to just because it's so demanding on your body. Also, <clears throat> music festivals are really hectic and you end up missing artists that you wanted to see, you know, because your schedule doesn't end up aligning correctly and, you know, you end up missing seeing artists that you wanted to see and the weather might not always be ideal. You know, it's not this perfect dreamlike scenario. It's definitely fun, but it's also kind of challenging. I just don't think people think about that when they're going into going to a music festival. And I think that's why so many people end up being disappointed because it's, it's fucking exhausting, you know? And I think that in a lot of scenarios, you might be better off just going to a concert and spending your money that way. Somebody said candles. Candles are underrated. And here's why. I always was like, oh, candles are just fun because, you know, they make your room smell good, which is great. Um, but no, like now that I cook all the time, my house constantly smells like food. And that's okay. But sometimes I don't want that. Like if I'm having people over, I don't want people to know what I cooked earlier that day sometimes candles really do cover up a scent like if you want your whole room to smell like something and you want to cover up a scent you can really do that with a candle and I was always using candles just for fun but they're actually a really functional thing and I don't know why it took me like 20 years to realize that but just recently I was like wait candles actually fully mask the smell that you're trying to cover up. And that is really, really a special thing. It's not just about having your room smell like pumpkin spice. You know what I mean? It's 
It actually does its job and nobody's talking about that. Somebody said eyelash extensions. Okay, I think eyelash extensions are overrated because number one, personally, I don't know how much I like how they look because they they look really extreme you know like they're very extreme for one but for two they're very unhealthy for your eyelashes and your eyelashes end up falling out and that's not very good and I honestly think that you know things like eyelash extensions and lip injections and things like that I'm never going to judge somebody for doing those things it is absolutely your prerogative whatever makes you feel good I'm never going to judge, but I also do think that like there's a pressure, you know, to look a certain way in our world and in our society and blah, 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 blah. Emma, shut up. We get it. Um, But I think that actually things like eyelash extensions and lip injections can sometimes just end up looking, you know, not real. And I think that that's sometimes just a bummer. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I have a moral dilemma here because I'm like, if you want to enhance something about yourself, you know, to make yourself feel good, by all means do it. But at the same time, you know, I think that learning to embrace your natural self is also so important. I don't know, you guys, I'm actually, this is a moral dilemma that I struggle with constantly. Because on one hand, I don't want to judge anybody that does anything. But on the other hand, I'm like, but it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like you, you, I, I think that a lot of people look even better, like without eyelash extensions and lip injections and, you know, boob implants, like whatever it may be. Like sometimes I think that it's actually, you know, you might even look better without them. But then at the same time, like if somebody feels more confident with these things and it makes them feel good, then who am I to judge? And so I think that that's where I end up with the whole thing. You know, like it's it's a tough one. But I think that eyelash extensions specifically are overrated because number one, I don't think that they're worth it for how much damage they cause your eyelashes you know what I'm saying if they didn't cause damage to your eyelashes I would say they're justified but because they damage your eyelashes I just can't get behind that okay somebody said living alone I think that living alone is underrated because I think a lot of people assume that living alone is very lonely but here's what I love about living alone what I love about living alone is that you can still make your home a home for other people without them actually living there. You know what I mean? You can have people over and have little dinner parties and have little brunch parties and have little, you know, movie nights and whatever. And you can have people around in your home all the time when you live alone to a point where you don't even feel like you live alone. But then at the end of the day, when you need to unwind, everybody leaves. And that's a beautiful thing. Okay. Being able to have your own space when you need it is a very, very beautiful thing. And just because you live alone doesn't mean that, you know, you can't constantly have people in and out of your home. You know what I mean? Um, It doesn't mean that you are going to be alone all the time. 
It just means that you have a home base that's all yours where you can unwind and think and be you whenever you need to. And that's a really beautiful thing. And if you're somebody who does live alone, but, you know, you feel uncomfortable with it, you know, like that's that's what friends are for. You know what I mean? Like invite people over. Have little have little movie nights, have little cheese board nights like uh, be a host. You know what I mean? If you're struggling with living alone and it's making you sad, you know, because that can totally happen sometimes. Start leaning into becoming a host. Somebody said Christmas music. I think Christmas music is justified. I honestly, I don't know. I'm 20. I've been listening to Christmas music for 20 years. I'm still not sick of it. Every time that it's Christmas time, it feels like it's the first Christmas I've ever experienced. And I get excited just the same. I think it's so justified. Somebody said astrology. I think that astrology is a little bit overrated because I think that some people take it a little bit too far. And you know what I mean? And and just start being like kind of mean about it. And like to me, I'm like, you guys, let's not do that. Like it's not up to me what my birth chart is. Like I'm so sorry that I'm I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. You can hate me if you want. I'm doing my best to be a good person. Please don't judge me because of that. You know what I mean? Like that's when it gets a little bit too far. But at the same time, I think that, you know, astrology is also very interesting. And I mean, I don't know too much about it, but like, I think it's a really cool concept. And I mean, I don't know, you know, the, the nitty gritty of it, but like, I think that it's cool, but I think that some people just take it too far and make it their entire identity in a sense. And I think that that can get a little bit toxic in, in some ways, because then, you know, people are basing whether or not they're friends with you because of your chart. And like, that's just not, I don't know if that's really maybe what you should do. I think there's more variables that need to be paid attention to. So I think it, it can be a little bit overrated. Um, and it is a little bit overrated, but I, not to take away from what it is, because I think that it's a very interesting concept. And, you know, there might be some useful things about it. But I just think that, like, people take it a little bit too far. Somebody said Squid Game. Uh, I'm only answering this just to say that I haven't seen it yet. And I think I'm the last person on the planet. I, I have not watched Squid Game. Squid Game? Squid Game? I don't know. I I could not tell you. I don't know. Somebody said vegan foods. Okay, hot take real quick. I've been a vegetarian my whole life. I've had meat, you know, here and there. Like, I've tried it before. And I, like, sometimes if there's meat in something and it's just a little bit, like, I'm not going to cause a fuss you know at like a restaurant or something and and be that guy you know so I I but I generally I'm a vegetarian so I'm not vegan but I am a vegetarian I eat eggs um and I'll have cheese occasionally but I am a vegetarian and so and I grew up a vegetarian so I like am very familiar with all the vegetarian vegan foods I I think that a lot of the super commercial vegan foods are very overrated. And I'll explain why. Like, for example, buying like vegan chicken fingers, right? 
Listen, if you are trying to become a vegetarian and you eat meat and you've always eaten meat and like you're trying to transition into a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle and in order to make the transition easier, you know, you want to buy things that are imitations of foods that you're comfortable with, like chicken fingers, for example. So you buy vegan ones, you know, because you're trying to not eat meat, but you still want to enjoy that food. That makes total sense. But I just think that there's so many better vegan foods than like eating a super like fake, like vegan, like chicken wing. Like, I don't know. I, I think that there's so many better vegan foods that are not trying to be anything else. They're just vegan and they're good. Like, for example, like eating beans. Like, I, I know it sounds like stupid, but like, Beans are a great vegetarian, vegan protein source. And like a fucking burrito with like beans and avocado and shit like that in it is so good. And that's vegan and has protein and is like super satisfying and yummy and great. I'd so much rather eat that than like fake vegan chicken nuggets. You know what I mean? Like... If you want to be vegan, you don't need to eat like all the fake imitation meats in order to be vegan and, and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? I think that those like fake imitation meats, those are overrated. I really do. I think that they're kind of gross and sometimes they can be good, but most of the time they're pretty disappointing and you'd be better off like eating something else. Like I will say though, like an impossible meat burger is pretty fucking great. Um, and even people that I know that eat meat enjoy those. But a lot of the fake vegan imitation stuff is just shitty. Even like vegan cheese is awful. I mean, I eat it all the time, but it's really not that great. It's not great. Let's be honest. It's not, it's not even doing anything for me when I use it. It's like barely replacing cheese. Okay, last but not least, somebody said, big birthday parties. I think big birthday parties actually can be really fun. And I think that they're justified because I think that big birthday parties are like kind of fun for everybody, especially the guest. You know what I mean? Like I love attending a big birthday party. It's like my favorite thing on the planet. I don't want to throw my own. Don't get me wrong. I am not interested in that. But attending a big birthday party is really fun. Do I think that it's necessary? No, but I think that it can be really fun and I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Like I don't think that it's stupid or it's pointless or it's overrated, you know? Like I think if it's your birthday, you can do whatever the hell you want and the goal in mind should just be to have a good time. The only issue I have with big birthday parties is that like it's not really usually that fun for the person whose birthday it is. I don't know. I've never met somebody who's had a big birthday party and who's been like, that was the best night of my life. They're always like, I was stressed out about everything the whole time. I felt stressed out and concerned the whole time about whether or not everybody was having fun, about whether or not chaos was going to start. Like, I was just concerned the whole time. And like, that to me isn't fun, you know? So I think that they're justified, but I think that you should never feel pressure to have a big birthday party. Only do it if it's really going to make you happy. You guys, that was so fun. 
Um, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know. Tweet at me. You can follow Anything Goes on any platform that you stream podcasts. Yeah, I think that's all I got, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. I love you all.